Hi, this is Deanna. And this is Michelle. And this is Historable. So Michelle, so Deanna, welcome to our last spooky month episode of 2023. It went by so fast, I feel like. It really did. But here we are. You know what else is coming up too? What? We're almost at 100 episodes. That's so crazy. Is that <laughs> crazy? I mean, technically we have surpassed the 100 mark. Yes. If you count in Patreons and stuff like that. But this is 100 main feed episodes. We're going to have something special planned for you guys for the big 100. Stay big tuned. One, zero, zero. Super exciting. Well, speaking of Patreons, today's episode was actually kind of inspired during my research that I did for this month's Spooky Patreon. So for those of you who are currently not members of our Patreon, um, this month, Michelle and I did what we call a spook off, where we took two of our least favorite things, mine being space and hers being the ocean, and we tried to freak each other out with facts about both of them. I did not sleep easy after that episode. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, to sum it up, both are equally spooky and terrifying but since I was trying to freak Michelle out I did a lot of research on the ocean and so today I am going to talk about one of the spookiest places in the ocean the Bermuda Triangle. I'm so excited to learn about this. (laughs) I feel like it's I saw like a meme the other day saying I feel like being a kid made me way more scared of the Bermuda Triangle than I should have been like Being a child, it was brought up so much that you felt like you were going to be encountering the Bermuda Triangle like every other week or something like that. And quicksand. And quicksand, yeah. And it was like, these are dangers that we're probably going to not have to deal with for the most of us in our lifetime. But I still want to know all about the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Well, let's just jump right into it. Um, It was definitely a very fun, interesting topic to research. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit about it, kind of share some stories, and that'll be that to wrap up Spooky Month. All right, let's get it. All right, so the Bermuda Triangle, sometimes also known as the Devil's Triangle, which... hate that. That. (laughs) Others have referred to it as Limbo of the Lost or the Hoodoo Sea, but I'm going to use Bermuda Triangle for this episode. I think Limbo of the Lost is my favorite. It gives like a certain element of spook spook. It really does. Yeah. And there have been a lot of lost things in the Bermuda Triangle. So the term Bermuda Triangle was actually first used by a writer named Vincent Gaddis in 1964. He wrote an article for a magazine which was called The Deadly Bermuda Triangle. And so in this story, um, he outlined several mysteries of the triangle and really kind of brought more mainstream awareness of how treacherous and dangerous the stretch of the ocean can be. He made it go viral. Pretty much. Got it. So the Bermuda 
Triangle is located off the southeastern coast of the U.S. It's in the Atlantic Ocean, kind of between Bermuda, Florida, Puerto Rico. Of course, it's in triangulation with Florida. (laughs) Sorry, Floridians. We love you. We love you. So the Triangle itself in that area um, is part of a pretty busy shipping route. So there are several large ships um, heading to America, Europe, and the Caribbean kind of every day. They're crossing through big hub, especially, you know, to get to Florida. Sure. So it's a very, very busy route. Okay. The exact boundaries, so kind of how big the area is, it's not universally agreed upon. Some people say it's 500,000 square miles. Some people say 1.5 million square miles. But for what it's worth, everyone can kind of agree, regardless of the size approximations, it's kind of shaped like a triangle. Vibes. Vibes. The Bermuda Triangle itself does not appear officially on any world maps. The U.S. Board on Geographic Names, which didn't realize that was a thing. They do not recognize it as an official region of the Atlantic Ocean, but we all know it's there. I mean, talk about trying to sweep something out of the rug. <laughs> what are they hiding? What are you yeah. hiding in there, aliens? I don't know. We'll see. I believe that. In 2013, uh, the World Wildlife Fund, they actually did a a pretty big study on just like ocean shipping lanes and just kind of I guess, like, I don't know. They just did a study on it. And they did determine that the Bermuda Triangle area is pretty much one of the world's top 10 most dangerous bodies of water for shipping items across it. Just because the sheer amount of events, alien encounters. (laughs) Over the years, many ships and planes have been reported to have mysteriously disappeared in the region. Interesting. So that is what we're gonna we're gonna cover a few of these stories in today's episode. So throw them at go. me. All right. So stories surrounding this area, known as the Bermuda Triangle, um, kind of began documented at least during Christopher Columbus's time. Uh, so when he was doing his first voyage to the New World, as he called it, uh, he reportedly saw a flame of fire crashing into the sea. Aliens, I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) Since then, it's gotten crazier and crazier. Um, So the first story I'm going to tell you about is a boat called the Mary Celeste. So this is in December of 1872. The Mary Celeste was a boat that was going from New York to Italy, There were seven crew members aboard. Um, There was the captain, whose name was Benjamin Briggs, his wife, and they had a two-year-old daughter. And they went on the boat. I guess they were taking alcohol across over to Italy. And by all accounts, things were fine. The weather was fine. All was good. However, on December 4th, there was a ship. It was a British ship called the De Gracia was just sailing along the Atlantic, you know, doing their thing. And then they noticed the Mary Celeste. When they got closer, they realized that the ship was unmanned. It was stranded. Stranded and a ghost ship. There was no one on it. And a lifeboat was also missing. So they were like, hmm, okay, what happened here? 
They searched the ship, like I mentioned. Everything was there except for the people. Well, yeah, because it's not like it was just the captain and his family. Like, there's crew. Like, that's... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just pulling this out of my butt. Twelve people at least. Like, a dozen. Like, there was no trace of distress there was nothing going on all everything was there all the alcohol was there the barrels of booze were there so they were like well this isn't this wasn't a pirate attack because a pirate would have stolen all of this booze right they're like was it a criminal conspiracy like who knows and to this day no one can figure out like why this really skilled crew would just abandon their ship on a good good weather day didn't appear they were being attacked so This is a mystery that still stands today. They have no idea what happened to these people. They were never, ever found. That's so freaky. Because, yeah, you have to think, like, what's the reason for taking a lifeboat? Because your current vessel is in danger of sinking or something like that. But if it was still found afloat, why are you leaving that for a little dinky boat, lifeboat, in the middle of the ocean? Like, stay on the bigger boat. (laughs) Yeah. So who knows? That's weird. Perhaps it was the Bermuda Triangle. I got questions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you'll continue to have more questions. Okay. And then also, yeah, if they were going from New York to Italy, why would they even go that far south? Or wait, am I not looking at a map correctly? I don't know. You have one right in front of you, right? Yeah, I'm literally (laughs) looking up at the giant map on my wall. Okay. I guess. <laughs> I'm not a sailor, so what do I know about currents and all that jazz? We're definitely not sailors. <laughs> definitely not sailors. So another interesting tale on the old BT is the story of the Ellen Austin. So this happened in 1881, and I think this is definitely the second craziest one that I read about. So Ellen Austin was a boat that was going from New York to London, and... As she was sailing along, she stumbled across the Titanic. (laughs) Oh, wait, no, that was a couple decades before that happened. (laughs) Yeah, not yet. So she stumbled across an abandoned, unidentified ship near the Bermuda Triangle, uh, just north of the Sargasso Sea. And they were like, hmm, that's weird. It's just this, like, derelict abandoned ship just floating around. So the captain of the Allen Austin, his name was Captain Baker. He was like, let's just observe this for two days just to make sure, like, this isn't a trap. There's not pirates. Like, they kind of did all their nautical, like, hey there. And there was no response for two days. And so they're like, you know what? We're pretty confident, like, it's safe to board. So once again, just like the story before, the captain entered the abandoned vessel with his crew the boat was completely well packed up. There was the shipment that they were carrying was there, and there was no sign of crew or people on the boat once again. Weird. So Captain Baker was like, okay, we're going to tow this ship back with us. Um, I guess he placed what's known as a prize crew on the ship. A prize crew is known as like almost like a rescue crew. I learned oh. that fun fact. Okay. So that's what that means. So they're like, he put this rescue crew from his ship onto this ghost ship and we're going to sail them back together. And then it was said two days later, the waters are calm. There was a big squall and it separated the path of the two ships. So the Ellen Austin goes one way, this abandoned ship goes the other. And at some point the creepy ship vanished. Days after the storm, it was said that they could kind of see 
the vessel drifting away aimlessly. They're kind of like, what is going on there? Like, eventually the Alan Austin did catch up with the ghost ship, but dun dun dun, once again, no one was on board. The prize crew was missing? Yep, or so they say. Wow. Yeah. There is also multiple versions of the story that said they tried to bring this boat back to land and then they just abandoned it because they considered it cursed. But did someone disappear? Did they not? Was the crew there? Was there not? There's also another report that this ship was once again spotted, but this time had a different crew than the prize crew placed on it by Ellen Austin Hmm. and their team. So it's a very interesting story. It like, by all accounts, from what we've been told throughout the years, the ship disappeared, reappeared, the crew disappeared, reappeared, disappeared. But it's definitely one of those weird stories. And it has multiple versions and tales. So like, it might be a game of telephone. So who really knows what happened with the Ellen Austin and this ghost ship? But it was weird. It was in the Bermuda Triangle. End of story. So this one, I think for me personally, is one of the the craziest ones. And that is the story of the USS Cyclops. And this was in 1918. This ship was one of the Navy's biggest fuel ships. And the loss of this ship actually marks the largest loss of life in the history of the U.S. Navy in a single incident. So, Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it's March 1918. Uh, this giant Navy ship set out to sail from Brazil and they were going up to Baltimore. So they were going through this area of the Bermuda Triangle. They had about 10,000 tons of manganese ore and there were 309 crew members on board. I guess the weather was great. I feel like all of the stories, like the weather was great. No sort of distress or sorts of trouble. But all of a sudden the ship just was never heard from again. Um... It just disappeared. They did a huge search of the area. Nothing was ever found. There are no remains of the ship, no remains of the crew members. The captain never sent a distress signal. There was no radio calls from other vessels. And the investigators in the Navy couldn't find a definite cause for its disappearance. Though obviously there's tons of theories and suggestions, but there's no official reason why this disappeared and i think for me this one's the craziest one of all the ships because it's just i mean 1918 and it's a naval ship it's not like you know just like a like a like people just hanging on a boat it was like a navy huge fuel ship well where did it go i'm pretty sure the titanic sunk in 1918 as well and then therefore if they were able to send distress signals at least like morse code and stuff like that like what is that with a little tappy thing morse code yeah, but like, what is it called? The mechanism. You're sending Morse code, but through what? Oh, I don't know. A telegram? <laughs> I don't think that's right. <laughs> I don't know. See, I'm talking about the little tap. Yeah. The, the, the mechanism itself. I don't know. Someone will come up with that. But it's like they at least had that. So yeah, you're right. Like, just to go completely off the radar, like, that's Malaysian Airlines flight kind of style stuff. And this is a, just another reason why, like, I don't like the ocean. You don't know. We don't know what's out there. Mm-hmm. Yikes. You know, in also my research, it appears that a lot of, like, Navy ships go missing in the Bermuda Triangle. Um, So in 1941, there was a Navy ship called the USS Proteus? 
probably butchered that. Apologies. Uh, it had 58 passengers and a cargo of ore. And this boat was going from St. Thomas to the East Coast. Same thing. Suddenly vanished in the Bermuda Triangle. A month later, its sister ship, the USS Nereus, disappeared with 61 people along the same route. Just poof. Did you say the first ship going from Brazil, it was carrying what? Like some sort of ore? Mm-hmm. Is ore magnetic? I don't know. Anyway, I guess like that would be like my first thing is like if they're, tra- if they're transporting the same kind of stuff, I'm curious. And we'll talk a little bit more about magnets a little bit later in the episode. You know we love a good magnetic feel foolery over here. <laughs> so I've talked a little bit about naval ships, but now I'm going to talk about an interesting case of naval planes. I thought you were going to say cruise ships. I'm like, please don't mention a cruise ship. No, 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 no. Now we're in 1945, and there are five torpedo bombers that took off from a Navy base in Fort Lauderdale, and it was known as Flight 19. This was meant to be kind of like a three-hour exercise for the pilots. They were in their training mode. They were supposed to head east to conduct some bombing runs, fly over Grand Bahama Island, and then turn around southwest to return home. Along the way, uh, the leader of this group, Lieutenant Charles C. Taylor, I guess he got kind of paranoid and he said his compass started failing. And he's like, I think the planes are moving in like the wrong direction, like something feels off here. So he instructed the fleet of planes to fly northeast, thinking he was heading towards Florida, but really I guess he was somehow traveling just deeper into the Atlantic and getting closer and closer to the Bermuda Triangle area. As they got closer to the triangle, their signals began fading. Eventually all communication was cut, nobody heard from them, and the planes were never seen again. The last thing recorded in the communications from the Flight 19 passengers were eerie reports in their location. One pilot was quoted as saying, everything looks strange, even the ocean. It looks like we are entering white water. We're completely lost. So the Navy investigated this. They did, in their final report, say the disappearance of Flight 19 was pilot error. Captain Taylor's family protested and was like, no, I don't, something seems sketch here. And after several reviews, the verdict on what happened was changed to causes or reasons unknown. So, I mean, super crazy stuff, though, once again, like, what happened? Like, where did they go? I don't know. This one was extra weird, especially, like, planes. I think ships personally make a little more sense to me. But the fact that planes are disappearing is really what freaks me out. Yeah, that is super creepy. So those are just a few of, I think, some of the most well-documented and intriguing stories that I read about things going missing in the Bermuda Triangle. Now let's talk a little bit about some theories. Some of the fun ones, aliens. I mean, that is a... Let's be real. Everyone loves a good alien story. And those hearings, the alien hearings or whatever that just happened a couple months ago, there was uh, stories about ships going into the ocean. So no thank you, ma'am. Maybe people were like, right. Maybe that's what happened. I mean, it could be giant squids just reaching up from the bottom of the ocean and just pulling ships down. That could be that could be one. What are those giant ones called? Man of Wars? I don't know. Then they're massive. Yeah. Yeah. 
So giant squids. Now I'm getting our spook off vibes again about the ocean. <laughs> My favorite theory, though, is that that area is actually um, the lost city of Atlantis. And they are wreaking havoc on anyone that comes near their territory. So that's my favorite fun theory. Sounds legit. Now, it's worth noting the U.S. government has never actually recognized this part of the ocean as a threatening location. There's also no evidence to suggest that disappearances occur any more frequently in the triangle than in any other large stretches of oceans. I, people get lost in the oceans all the time. And we did talk about that um, a little bit in the spook off and some of the research that I did for that is there's a lot of shipwrecks, but for whatever reason, the Bermuda Triangle itself has just gotten so much publicity that I think it just is tagged as the most dangerous when maybe it, in actuality, it's not. It's got a bad rep. It's got a bad rep for sure. But also that would be a smart maneuver by the government to not acknowledge it as a place or area if you don't want to call attention to it. I mean, am I right or am I right? Because that's where the aliens are hanging out. We get it. (laughs) Touche. On the science front. Back to reality. (laughs) Scientists have attributed that a lot of these disappearances could be due to rapid and severe weather changes, uh, varying depths of waters, methane gas eruptions in the seafloor, which we talked about those underground hot tubs, if you will. Yeah, you get boiled to death and then some like worms will eat your bones. Exactly. You know, the Patreon was wild this month. <laughs> Very wild. That area itself, too, It's there's a lot of tropical storms there. There's a lot of hurricanes. The Gulf Stream goes right through there, which is a pretty strong ocean current, which messes with the weather. Um, and it passes right through the Bermuda Triangle. So a lot of those weather instances might have something to do with some of these disappearances or, you know, things happening The most popular theory, though, um, like you mentioned earlier, is actually magnets. Yeah. So the theory of electromagnetic interference causing compass problems is kind of the most common assumption that's made by scientists. The Bermuda Triangle region itself has some unusual features. So it's actually one of only two places on Earth, the second... um, being an area nicknamed the Devil's Sea, which is off the east coast of Japan and might need to do maybe next year in Spooky Month, do an episode on that because Mm -hmm. it also has kind of a mysterious reputation. Okay. But anyway, in these two areas um, on Earth, True North and Magnetic North like line up. So it does something with compasses. Once again, I'm not a scientist, but apparently there's some magnet problems going on that could really mess up any compass readings, any navigation, um, anything that's going on there. I mean, that tracks. I mean, think about where we started Spooky Month with the suicide forest in Japan. Remember, you haven't listened yet. Go back and listen to it. But we mentioned that compasses don't work and GPS a lot for that same reason, like magnetic interference. That's those magnets. Creepy, creepy. Creepy, creepy. So obviously we've got these magnets, that's most likely the cause, but who's to say? So I think the biggest question is like, why can't we find anything? As I mentioned earlier, the wreckage of many ships and airplanes that have been reported missing in this region have not been recovered. So this specific area um, is actually home to some of the 
deepest underwater trenches in the world. Of course. It's probably safe to say that any wreckages would settle miles and miles and miles below the surface of the ocean. Uh, Most of the seafloor in the Bermuda Triangle is about 19,000 feet or 5,791 meters down for our friends overseas near its southern tip. And the Puerto Rico Trench dips at one point to 27,500 feet below sea level or 8,229 meters. And this is the deepest point in the Atlantic. So it's safe to say that I would assume a lot of the wreckages are down there, but I don't know. Who's to say? Who's to say? The exact number of ships and airplanes that have disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle is not known. Uh, The most common estimate that you see during research is about 50 ships and 20 airplanes. If you go on our website and you check my source notes, there are many other stories, many other, you know, tales if you kind of want to do your own research. But yeah, that's a little bit about the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm glad to know a little bit more about it. I think specifically where it is, because I don't think I ever realized like actually where it was. And we took a little pauses and I pulled it up on a map so my little brain could wrap, wrap my head around it. But that was super, super interesting. So thanks for that. Appreciate you. Uh, also appreciate you listeners. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Definitely check out our website, historicalpodcast.com for Deanna's sources, like she mentioned. Also, feel free to check us out on social media, all historical podcasts. We're on all the social medias. Just look it up. Feel free to like and review us on whatever streaming service you're listening to us at. It is immensely helpful for us and we would appreciate it a lot. What else, Deanna? Um, Patreon. Patreon. We mentioned our Patreon a ton in this episode, but once you become a Patreon, you also get access to our entire backlog of episodes. We do a ton of uh, interesting ones on there, so definitely check it out. There's a couple different price brackets that you can jump in on. And yeah, guys, that's it for Spooky Month. Aw, R.I.P. Spooky Month for 2023 until next year's spooky month but until next year we got a whole year to think of uh spooky topics haunted things yeah haps yeah all right so we hope you guys enjoyed and we will see you guys next week see you next week Bye. bye so out of all the spooky month episodes that we talked about we did the suicide forest. We talked about a cult. Mm-hmm. We talked about some spooky islands. Mm-hmm. We talked about the Bermuda Triangle. And we talked about a spooky lake. Yeah. Which would you least likely want to go to? Paviglia. Right on. Yeah. What about you? Probably Bermuda Triangle. That's fair. I don't want to visit space either. Hashtag Patreon. But. Yeah. No thanks. Okay. Mm, bye. Bye.